0: Uh, for our haunted house, at and uh, we're just getting ready to set things up. We open tomorrow. How exciting! Oh wow! Yeah. And, and guess who's going to be here with us? <gasps> who? A zombie friend what? who looks shockingly like uh, like one that you guys might have uh, with you. Donnie, wow. <laughs>
1: <It's> Donnie's cousin <laughs> <Yeah>. from Illinois.
0: <laughs> yeah, we just all we do is we set him up here at the fair in our ambulance, uh, like we had him at Trans World, and we just pester people stuff like that (laughs) you know we have a good time with it bother people there are lots of police here so we give the police trouble good you know it's just fun we're just having a good time time.
2: well let's let's roll right into this because we've got uh yeah i'm sure you've got stuff to do if you got your little fair going on there
0: your fair your southern fair (laughs) (laughs) yeah all
2: right so
0: uh yeah plus while you're here you get to enjoy you know $15 $15 corn dogs and stuff, which is always fun. Yes!
1: I'm totally in for $15 corn dogs.
0: <laughs> yeah. But anywho, uh, you didn't call to talk about corn dogs. so don't know that. You don't know that. You don't,
1: know, that. You don't that. know
0: us at all. <laughs> <laughs> my right. apologies. I, I, guess
1: I, I guess I should have asked. <laughs> yeah, we're uh, all in on the fair food. So
0: should we? Should yeah, we'll just start. Good. We'll start we're a good? In my opinion, it's, it's the only reason to go. I get, you know, corn dogs. Uh, I love the lemonade shakeups. Yes. Uh, uh, funnel cakes, of course. Yes. Uh, they got a guy uh, just a little bit down from us who has this like roaster thing where he, you know, like on kind of an open fire roasts uh, corn on the cob. Well, it's delicious. Well,
1: we're renaming this podcast yeah. the uh, Southern Illinois uh, Fair Report. Right.
0: <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that. I can tell you, I can call in every day, tell you what the weather's like, <laughs> uh, what the best places are to eat, which corn and, and you know, which cows and stuff seem to be uh, doing well and all sorts of fun stuff.
1: Which bathroom to avoid?
0: Yeah. Oh, b- believe me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all
1: right. Do so, we yeah. start this from the top?
2: Yeah, Let's. we're going to start from the top.
1: <laughs> yeah. i think cold open with that cold yeah.
0: open <laughs> yeah i think i think that pretty much sums up what's going on here
1: all right i'm in all right hey everybody it's katie Dutters. we're a scarehouse podcast discussing uh fair food <laughs> on this episode of the scarehouse podcast i got my co-host scott simmons creative director
2: hello how are you
1: and mr kip of Southern Illinois, not to be confused with the Northern Illinois. Well, he's bear. in Southern Illinois,
2: so it doesn't mean he. Wait.
0: Uh, oh no, 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 no! I, I would not allow myself to be confused with a Northern Illinois uh, person.
1: <laughs> There's a Northern Illinois Kip. <laughs> yeah, and you are with uh, Pale Night Productions, and you do a whole bunch yes, of stuff over uh, there.
0: That is correct. Yes, uh, I uh, I started Pale Night Productions um, about uh, I guess about thirteen years ago now. And we provide uh, props and effects over um, amusement parks and haunted houses and uh, lots of different types of themed attractions. But we definitely focus on uh, on haunted stuff. Um, and we also do uh, turnkey attractions as well. So, um, you know, we design everything from the ground up. We do walls and lighting and audio and props and effects and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then we also own our own haunted house here in beautiful southern Illinois, <laughs> not northern Illinois. And uh, between all of that, uh, we spend the vast majority of our time on Halloween, and especially this time of year, we don't sleep a lot. But, uh, you know, hey, you can, you can sleep when you're dead. So for now, it's, it's lots and lots of Halloween.
1: You sleep till you're dead till you come back as a zombie.
2: Exactly. And then you get put <laughs> exactly. On, <laughs> then you get put on the back of an ambulance, and uh, you get well, to go to yes. fairs yes. like what you're doing right now.
0: Absolutely, yeah. We uh, uh, for for all of the listeners to your podcast, if they're looking for something fun to do uh, this upcoming week, they can take a short drive down to Southern <laughs> Illinois and they can see our uh, our fun uh, zombie puppets uh, bothering people at the fair, and and then they can enjoy some delicious fair food like what we were talking about earlier.
2: Yeah. So for people who weren't a Trans World, you have this uh, fantastic promotional vehicle it's a uh well how would you describe it kip
0: yeah um we so we do advertise for our haunted house at this fair and uh we had a lot of success with this vehicle so we brought it uh, you know to trans world to offer it to other people um, essentially what we did is we took an old um ambulance we uh repainted it we re- we rewired it. We, you know, redecorated the inside of it um, to make it uh, more of uh, what what we would think of as kind of a zombie response uh, type vehicle. So, you know, it's filled with weapons and things that you could use to fend off zombies. And then in the back of it, uh, when we have it parked here at the fair, we open the doors and we have one of our uh, zombie puppets kind of uh, handcuffed up inside there like he has been captured. Mm-hmm. Um, And the way we have it designed, uh, an operator can sit behind him and clearly see the, uh, you know, patrons outside, but they can't see you. And then the operator, through a sound system, can, you know, bother the people here at the fair. So we use them to make fun of people and, you know, talk to kids and just kind of generally play around. Um, But it attracts a really big uh, crowd here at the fair. It's fun. It's free. Nothing at the fair is free, but this is. (laughs) And... um, So, you know, we get a lot of people come up and then we, you know, use that sort of um, icebreaker to distribute coupons for the haunted house and, you know, convince people to come out. And um, we've found it to be one of our more successful uh, marketing strategies uh, for our haunted house. So, like I said, we wanted to offer it to other haunts. Uh, You know, it's a great parade vehicle and that kind of thing. So. That's why we brought it to
2: Transworld this year. Well, one of the things we're finding with marketing and promotion for haunted houses is that in a lot of ways, these kind of old school techniques are working really, really well. You know, for so long, it was all about uh, digital marketing, online marketing, but now with social media and everyone having a phone, things that you can do that can make you a topic of conversation, you know, whether it's being at a fair, whether it's being in a parade, whether it's having a character, having some big sort of visual photo thing is really potent. And so, um, I know we've experimented a little bit with more and more of that kind of stuff and it's fun for us to sometimes realize like, Oh, putting a a character out at an event or a high profile thing, which seems so old school, you know, the old, like, Oh, go to a County fair and put on a scary mask. Like, honestly, sometimes that seems to get us more coverage than being in the local news or being in the magazine anymore.
0: Yeah, we've definitely found that to be the case. And I mean, uh, you know, dollar for dollar, uh, I, I, we've also found it to be much more, uh, impactful, you know, the amount of money we spend to be out here at the fair is, very small compared to the amount you know that we would throw at television or or radio ads but I, I think that the uh, you know return on investment is much better um, and I agree with you it's uh, I, I think that um, you know like anything we've all become far more dependent upon uh, our phones and our computers and we're constantly connected to social media and to you know digital uh, medium. And I think this kind of, uh you know, as you said, old school approach, kind of a more physical in your in your face approach, I think is, is good. And really, at the end of the day, it's what haunted houses are anyway. Yep. You know, it's, it's much more of a, a visceral, real, you know, in your face kind of a thing, um, as opposed to, you know, all the virtual stuff that we spend most of our time doing nowadays.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, and God, that's one of the many reasons I love haunted attractions because it is something you experience as a group. You know, it is not, oh, I'm going to put on these goggles and this virtual reality thing or I am going to watch a movie or I'm going to Netflix. It's a chance for get out of your house and have this sort of shared experience and things like you do with the zombie puppets of which we may or may not have one. I'm not implying (laughs) that Donnie (laughs) is a uh, (laughs) puppet, but if he might be. Uh, but you know, people are able to interact and as you say, he can make jokes and he can reference and it's something that not only they're having as a group, but they're having a different experience than the person behind them and a the person in front of them. And I love that stuff.
1: And I think it's funny cause you hit it Kip when you said that the kids love the zombies. We we get questions like, Oh, I don't know. Or my kids ready to handle zombies or this, is this going to, and they seem to identify with the zombies. They go right to them. They have a blast. Like when we take them out in public.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs>
0: Oh, I, I, without question, uh, we got a, a message on our uh, through our, our Facebook page for the haunted house two weeks ago from a mother um, saying that her two little boys, who are I think like seven and nine were very concerned that the zombie was not gonna be at the fair this year Aww. and it's their favorite thing and they wanted to make sure that he was gonna be there. Aww. And we yes, he'll he'll be there. Come on. <laughs> Come on out and see him. But yeah, kids love it. They just they you know, they tease him. And of course, you know, we don't play it particularly scary, especially for the kids. He's just kinda of having fun. But yeah, the kids love it. It's fun. They get a good kick out of it. They want to take their picture with him and everything.
2: So This is <laughs> latest in a series of Scott being old and rambling for a minute but i remember uh when i was growing up and seeing alice cooper on the muppet show and uh somebody who was uh older than me at that point i would have been like 12 13 said i can't believe that alice cooper is now considered like child family you know child friendly entertainment because in the right. 70s he was it was so scary and there was protest and people were so it seemed so outrageous now i can have the same kind of response when i think you know growing up these hardcore zombie movies dawn of the dead and everything else were things that you had to go to certain video stores to get them and you had to find a way to get the uncut versions of you know some terrible italian horror mo- zombie movie and just like Alice Cooper and the Muppets now is like, Oh, he's at the County fair and kids love it. That's, that's so wild to me. And it makes me wonder like what now that is considered so terrifying and scary and outrageous 10, 20 years from now, like, Oh, that's, that's just the kid's stuff, you know?
0: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. The, uh, the, you know, the the culture and attitude towards this stuff, I think definitely changes, Yeah, you know, but, you know, I we always try to tell people, you know, yes, I mean, it's intended to be scary. That's the point of it. But I always say, think of it as a, you know, as a fun house. Like, I don't want you to leave the haunted ass crying. I want you to leave laughing and you had a good time, you yep. know. It's supposed to be fun. And we don't particularly market ourselves to seven and nine-year-olds. But, you know, we're we're trying to, you know, have a good time. And we think within reason, you know, teenagers, mm-hmm. no, it, it's a family, you know, fun type event.
2: So it's been... I'm going to say several years since you were last on the podcast. The last time you we were on the podcast, we went through, uh, you know, your history, how you got started, uh, and I certainly encourage people to go in the archives and seek out that episode. But, um, obviously, the biggest one being that you now own your own haunted house. But what are some of the big projects you've uh, been involved with for the last three or four years?
0: Sure. Um, <clears throat> since uh, I think it was about. Seven years ago, now that we first um, that we did our first turnkey, uh, you know, complete haunted house uh, uh, project, and since then um, we've been doing uh, about one of those a year. Um, that's starting to change a little bit um, as we're getting more into doing uh, escape rooms and and other types of themed attractions that aren't quite as uh, you know intense for us to develop. We're able to get a couple more you know, a year in. And so uh, in the past couple of years, um, we have, uh, we've built uh, one uh, haunted house that operates year round in um, uh, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. We essentially did a carbon copy of that haunt in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. They both exist within the Hollywood Wax Museum uh, attractions there. Uh, They're sort of, you know, um, an add-on attraction you can purchase. Um, they were a lot of fun. Uh, really, they wanted a very kind of uh, high-end feel. So Mm -hmm. every animated character in the attraction is, uh, silicone skinned. Um, they're very, uh, you know, they're very high-end characters. They have that feel. So that was a lot of fun to work with. Um, we had a lot of fun doing those. Um, we, we did a, a haunt last year in, uh, Ukraine. We we finished that last year around Halloween time. And right now we're working on, um, it's not really a haunted house, and it's not really an escape room. Uh, we're almost done with it, and we still don't know what to call it. <laughs> it it's kind of, um, the best way to describe it is it's a family-friendly walk-through uh, adventure. Interesting. So, you go through his customers to try and help an explorer who has discovered buried treasure, but his whole team was scared off, and now he needs you know you to go and help him actually recover this treasure so you go through very fantasy type environments there's an enchanted forest with dwarves, and you have to interact with them, and they ask you questions that you have to answer correctly in order to move forward and you go through these types of, of environments and you eventually end up at uh, a haunted house, but it's much more kind of, you know, Scooby-Doo type mm-hmm. haunted. Um, mm-hmm. And you get uh, these special flashlights that we have developed for this attraction. Um, it, it's essentially laser tag, you know, technology that has been modified to these flashlights that you can use to scare the ghost.
1: Uh-huh.
0: So oh. you then kind of become the walkthrough shooter where these ghost characters pop out and you have to scare them off with your flashlight and it keeps score, you know, excuse me. Then when you get out at the end, you can see who did the best and that kind of thing.
2: Oh
0: wow! Um, We'll be shipping that in about a week and that should be completed early next year. So we're excited about that. I think it's going to be hopefully going to open some more doors for us to do more, you know, family attractions, that kind of thing. And then uh, in February of next year, we'll be installing two escape rooms in Kuwait. Oh,
3: so, wow. Uh,
0: you know, we're we're traveling all over the place. Um, but, you know, I always say we we go where people pay us to. So. That's awesome. <laughs> so, yeah. And uh, the Kuwait escape rooms are actually interesting as well. Uh, the concept is that the Family Entertainment Center wants to be able to essentially change them anytime they want. Mm-hmm. So almost all of the gameplay is digital. Uh, it, it uses a lot of interactive projection screens and then some you know interactive television monitors and things. And so conceptually, in about a half an hour, they can completely change the game by switching the programming we give them. Oh, wow. Um, and so we're hoping that, and the technology we're developing for that, we will own when it's done. And so we're hoping that that's something that maybe in the coming year or so we can start marketing to family entertainment centers and things as well, you know, an escape room that essentially you can just buy new content for uploaded and you know, poof, you have a new game. That's super cool.
2: It's really cool. Yeah. I, a lot to unpack there. I think, um, all those concepts you're talking about are really interesting to me because you're sort of combining and mashing up, a lot of different things that are popular right now, haunted houses, escape rooms, the whole, uh, sort of gamified experiences. So I, I love when you can sort of watch things evolve and mutate. And that's really interesting. Cause I know that, um, I think, I think I've said this before on the podcast. Like I feel that escape rooms are a step towards something, not an end all, you know, I don't know that. Well, I mean, I guess that's a question I could ask you. I mean, because you're, clearly working on escape rooms in for clients in kuwait um Mm -hmm. where do you where do you see the escape room industry because it has exploded so much over the last couple years and do you think there's a point where it's going to start like a Mm -hmm. bubble it's going to burst or do do you see it growing and growing and growing
0: yeah you know, I, I talked with a friend, uh, a year or so ago, and he said something that I thought was really, uh, smart about escape rooms. He said he thinks escape rooms are, um, the new bowling alley that, mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's tons of them. They're opening everywhere and that bubble will burst, you know, eventually. And some of them are going to go out of business, but there are still bowling alleys, you mm-hmm. know, the best ones stay open. And I think the same thing will be true here. The, the biggest if you want to call it a problem, I think the biggest problem with escape rooms is there's very little barrier to entry. Yeah. You can create a game for very little money. If you just, you know, go to the Goodwill, buy some furniture and junk and buy a couple of padlocks, you can create a game. Um, I think what you're going to see over the next year or two is that, the you know, cream like yeah. in any in industry will rise. And I think those games that, you know, open for a thousand dollars or, you know, $2,000 that they're going to slowly start to die off Mm -hmm. uh, leaving the games that have really put not just money, but time and effort and and thought into them to really make a more immersive experience, Mm -hmm. you know, rather than just a room full of padlocks. I I think that those are going to, you know, stick around. And I I think they have a good um, future ahead of them uh, kind of, uh, like a good Seinfeld episode will tie this all back to the beginning. I think what we were talking about at the beginning makes sense that people are looking for a more, uh, you know, live interactive uh, experience, something they can enjoy with their friends in in real time. And I think that that escape rooms are really great for that. Mm-hmm. It's fun. It's exciting. It's challenging. Uh, you know, it's working together as a team. Uh, I, our experience, we operate a small escape room at our haunted house, and our experience has been that kids love it, adults love it. We had a group of 60-plus-year-old women play. They loved it. You know, I, I think that it, it's its a really fun experience for, for pretty much anybody who gives it a shot. And so we're hoping that the future's bright for those. We're going to keep kind of pushing on our end, um, you know, new technology and new ways to make them even more fun and more interactive, but... Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to to seeing where they kind of go in the next couple of years.
2: Well, and I think I think the ones that are going to do well are also the ones that have an interesting story or an interesting element to it. Because I I see a lot of escape rooms that are even if they're a little bit more elaborate, they are essentially just uh, as a friend of ours has said a series of math problems and pushing on things, you know, if if it's just uh, four walls and a bunch of different locks and like, Oh, this one's really hard and this one's really easy. Okay. But to me, just like a haunted house, just like any kind of immersive experience, if it is a interesting story uh, you know, there's one here in town where it's, okay, you got to get into the museum and steal the Mona Lisa or, you know, like, or the one, the um, the ones that are involving local history and things like that's a story. That's like okay, that's an experience. That's an adventure. I want to go on. It has to be more than just oh, that one had particularly hard math problems to solve. Like, eh.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> no,
0: I I think you're absolutely right. You know, we've we've tried to uh, at um, some of our trade shows where we're you know selling people on this idea who really still aren't familiar with it. I what I tell them is you know who. <sighs> Doesn't secretly kid, adult, whatever. If you're really honest, who doesn't secretly want to be, you know, Indiana Jones or <laughs> you know uh, something like that? Like everybody kind of likes that idea of of you know being an adventurer or you know being you know a character from Star Wars or something like that. And so I, I think that those games, uh, you're right, the ones that have a good story and good you know kind of uh, theming and and you know it makes an immersive environment. I, I think people. Really dig that kind of thing. It's it's fun to play that part, you know, even if it's just for an hour.
1: Now, Kip, you you guys are always on the cutting edge of technology and what you're doing and, and your new ideas. How do you keep up with everything?
0: <laughs> we don't. <laughs> we, <laughs> we 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 would love to to think that we do. Um, you know, what I do. Um, i I think it's a combination of things um uh, you know one is we do try to keep a really close eye on on what is you know available we we keep a good eye on um the consumer electronics show uh every year in in las vegas where you know brand new absolute state-of-the-art stuff is coming out and we sort of see what's on the horizon but what is probably way too expensive,
3: mm-hmm.
0: um, you know, for us to use right now. And we, we sort of keep those in our back pocket. And as that technology becomes more affordable, we, you know, try to take advantage of it. Um, but I think also some of it is just uh, necessity, I guess. We we every year have things that we say, yeah, let's, let's do this. And we just, for whatever reason, we can't. You know, that's just not something that's possible. Well, rather than... Um, Uh, you know, kind of put those ideas to bed, Um, I'm always looking for, well, how could we? You know, could we, is there something now this year that didn't exist last year that would help us to do that? Um, Even, you know, like I mentioned earlier, these, uh, I had no idea this was a thing um, that we're using in this quite job there uh, projectors that essentially monitor, you know, the wall that they're projecting on. So it's like a touchscreen projector. You know, it knows where you're touching on the wall and allows you to interact with the screen. Super cool technology. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, we had a need for it, dug around, found it. We're, we're real excited to play with it. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of it comes from that is we're just, we're always trying to think of what would be a lot of fun, uh, or what would be scary or, you know, depending on the implementation. And then we just say, Okay, is there a way to, <laughs> to yeah. make that work? You know, and and if not, then let's table it and let's look at it again in a year or two. Maybe there will be.
2: Well, I find it interesting that you are finding ideas and inspiration not necessarily from other haunted houses or other attractions, but from trade journals, tech shows, etc. Which I, I which I think is a big part of why you are. So well known as one of the leading innovators in the haunted attraction industry because so many other – I'm to wax your car here a little bit. Because so many other vendors have a tendency to stick to that one thing and drive it into the ground or they are like, hey, remember that, that thing you saw last year that that other customer had or that other vendor had? We have our version okay. now, but you – You know, you're always known for here's this weird thing you never thought about and putting all those pieces together. And it's great.
0: Well, like I say, we try. And to be perfectly honest, and this probably isn't always the best, you know, for business. But uh, I don't I just don't want to do that. You know, I, I don't find any. Uh, joy or or you know fulfillment or anything in just uh, taking what someone else did and redoing it uh, you know with a different face on it or whatever we we get a kick out of uh, the fight to develop something new you know the um, the the ten thousand failures before you finally get to you know the the one that succeeded. That, uh, at the end of the day, for me, is what's really exciting. And so, again, it may not always be good for business. Uh, we could maybe make money uh, knocking off some ideas or something. But I just, uh, like I say, at the end of the day, I enjoy that more. I enjoy uh, us just sitting down and brainstorming up goofy things and trying them, you know, stuff that we just haven't seen before. Uh, it's it's what I enjoy about the industry, um, and it's what we're going to continue to do until You
2: know, something
3: stops you.
2: Well, and then my question is, and I I know we're running short on time because we're all very busy right now, but how mentally, how are you able to, because you have so many overlapping, overlapping businesses and overlapping pursuits, but unfortunately the timing of it is such that you're opening your own attraction now while preparing for IAPA and escape room installations and haunted house installations. And then also developing technology that you can sell to haunted house vendors. Like, are you just in a perpetual multitasking mode or do you try to like break the year into, all right, this is my time of year for R and D. This is my time of year for production.
0: Yeah, um I can give you the the you know the true answer or the uh, or the wish <laughs> answer. Uh, <laughs> uh the uh, the truth is yeah, it's just a you know constant uh juggling lots of balls and trying to keep them all in the air. Um I I like to think that we have it compartmentalized a little bit more, um but we really don't, you know. It's it's like anything, um, we have really great plans on how all that's going to work, you know, we were we were going to be done with all of this stuff for our Russia project um, at the uh, end of last month, we were going to ship it, and then we were just going to have all this time to ourselves to work on our haunted house. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm.
0: Well, that didn't happen, uh, <laughs> yep. you know, we... Um, we had some issues with, uh, some of our subcontractors were a little bit behind. And in all honesty, we were a little bit behind. So we're getting ready to ship it now, uh, which has, you know, pushed us back about a month. Um, and now we're eating into our haunted house time. And so, yeah, it's a lot of just, you know, we've, we've picked up some extra help, of course, which is always nice to, to try to get us back on track. But yeah, at the end of the day, it's a lot of just, okay, today, we're going to try to get this done. And then yeah. tomorrow we're just going to try to get this done. Yeah. <laughs> and then we're just going to try to march forward and accomplish all of these things as best we
2: can. You have to break it into those little steps. they so like, all right, next five, take that hill five feet at a time. Just sort of, yeah. Cause if you try to, try to break it down into the enormity of everything you're doing, it just, You'll you'll hit the fetal exactly. position real quick.
0: And and I know that you guys don't struggle with that. Yeah, no, I know that you no are we're on top of everything. One hundred percent on on focus, not schedule all the time. Right. <laughs> all the time.
2: So much well, all the time.
0: The one thing about about you know our haunted house or your haunted house in particular that I heard someone say once that I thought was very smart is you know what you didn't get done, <laughs> but nobody mm-hmm. else does. Oh you yeah. Know? <laughs> like. You you do the absolute best you can, and the problem is if, if we pushed Halloween back another month, you wouldn't have a month to sit there and do nothing. You would just do more.
3: Yes. You know, yes. that's
0: that's the same way that we are. So at some point, um, uh, you know, I, I heard an old quote that art is never finished, it's only abandoned. Like yes. You eventually just have to say... We have to stop there. Yeah. Next year, we'll do
2: this other stuff. Yeah, you, you never get to 100%. So, In fact, anytime I encounter somebody who's created a thing and, like, this is exactly what I what I wanted and it's great and it's the best ever and that's a fact, I'm like, what's, what's wrong with you? Because, yeah. like, even me, I'm so proud of our team and so proud of all the stuff we've done. Even like, wow, this is the greatest thing we've ever done. It's the best. It's awesome. It's a good like eighty-five, eighty-eight percent what we thought we would be getting. Like it's Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. always like there's always that little thing and a little and you know, like every like every like many people, I should say, in the haunted house business, we do have a tendency for being very obsessed on, oh, we haven't quite gotten this wallpaper right or this little detail right or this right, and then going, Oh, we also didn't build that other room over there yet. But this little detail (laughs) is really (laughs) important mm-hmm well
0: yeah with with us having our own haunt you know we we get to experience that from both sides now which is <laughs> which is just a joy <laughs> you know, to, to have uh you know the people who are saying hey we really need that that prop and we're saying okay look we're gonna get it out to you and then i turn around and go i really need a prop too <laughs> yes.
2: yeah i uh, so, well, well two things so yeah
0: it's always it's always fun
2: two things we should uh wrap up because you are getting ready to uh promote and do 20 other things and we have to run and do f- 20 other things and I do know I'm sure. going to put this on the record for the podcast that I still owe you a phone call on some things. <laughs> I'm not a good I, phone I, person. I'm well aware. <laughs> uh
0: I I just know uh, that we are running uh you know interest um and it's pretty high. Oh god. Uh so so no worries. You take as long as you want. It's compounding daily. Um, but yes, we do have uh, we do have a prop for you in a box sitting at the door waiting to go. Yay! So, uh, Ooh. Uh, we can get uh, we can get on the phone and settle all that, and then we'll uh, we'll get we'll get that out to you so you can have it for uh, for your season.
2: Yeah, but <laughs> providing credit card and shipping information isn't fun. I only do fun things, Kip. <laughs> I don't. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> For what uh, it's worth, it's been on the yeah, top of my list okay. for a couple of weeks. So like, oh, I got to call Kip, and then I always remember at like three in the morning. I'm like, I'm not going to call Kip at three in the
0: morning. Well, I'll I tell should. you what would be a good idea. Why don't you just uh, give your credit card information now? Oh yeah, sure. I'll just listen to it on the podcast. Later. <laughs>
2: I'll put it out on Facebook Live, and uh, this is just yeah, for Kip, that'd everybody. Please don't it. <laughs> Be amazing.
0: All right. Yeah. On an unrelated note, our haunted house is about to get a huge influx of money. <laughs> 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 Woohoo! And then I lose yeah, my job. We get all the money we need now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Excellent. Well, well, I know you know you're like us. You're opening in a few weeks, so I really appreciate you uh, taking the time to talk to us for a bit.
1: Where can everybody find you, Kip? All the things you're doing.
0: Yeah. No. Uh, what was that, I'm sorry.
1: Um, um, where where can everybody find you all over your projects every which way oh
0: sure yeah you can find um, you know company information uh, com or facebook.com slash pale knight and if you're interested in the haunted house it is Raven's Curse Haunted House found at www.ravenscurse.com or facebook.com slash ravenscurse
1: very cool well, thank you so much for chatting with us today.
0: Well, yeah, thanks for thanks for having me. It was fun, and uh, good luck with uh, with all of your uh, endeavors this this year. It looks like a lot of fun. Uh, I know from my experiences down there, you guys do do great work, and uh, it's always always entertaining. So, we try.
2: Well, thank you, buddy. So,
0: yeah, good luck, and if nothing else, we'll see you guys in in March. Absolutely.
1: Well, thank you so much for listening to this podcast,
0: and we'll talk to you
1: again soon.